a podcast, resource, community, and digital media platform. This is Shmoney Radio. Before we get into today's episode, did you know that Shmoney is represented by Why Not PR? Why Not is a digital agency specializing in social media, digital marketing, and public relations. With a love for small businesses and community-based initiatives, Maya and Megan, the lovely duo behind the agency, can service all of your marketing and PR needs. To learn more about Why Not PR, check them out on Instagram at the Why Not Agency. And as always, thank you to Maya and Megan for avidly supporting Shmoney from the jump. Again, visit at the Why Not Agency for more information. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, whatever time of the day it is for you. Welcome back to Shmoney Radio and the Hone Your Habits series on the show. I am your host, Anastasia Barbuzzi, and if you've been following along over the past couple of weeks, you know that I have rebooted the Hone Your Habits series, which basically provides you with bite-sized episodes every Monday morning. They're 10 minutes or less, so super easy to switch on in the car on your way to work or on your morning commute. And they give you tons of tips, tricks, and mindset shifts that will help you improve your financial literacy and money habits to help you live a healthier, happier lifestyle. Which I can imagine is something you might desire. So this series is for you. On the topic of mindset shifts. Now, I love talking about mindset in relation to personal finance and financial literacy because as I've talked about before with almost all of my guests, the way we think about money changes everything changes our attitude towards it, changes our perception of it, and the way we talk to ourselves about money, the way we think about money or think about the way we handle money can really influence our behaviors and our habits with money. For example, if you're always telling yourself that you're bad with money and that you're a spender, you're just going to spend it anyway, and this is obviously situational, but... If you're constantly telling yourself that, you're going to be more prone to just continue with that behavior because you've kind of accepted that that's just the way you are. But it doesn't have to be. On that topic, a little while ago, I found a Instagram post that made me die laughing, but also it became something I connected with very quickly and very clearly, and it just reminded me of behaviors and a mindset that I adopted in the past. The Instagram post was actually a screenshot of a tweet and the tweet read, whatever I do in the calculator app is between me and God, as it should be. And I immediately screenshotted this and put it in my back pocket because it immediately became something that I wanted to talk about and write about for the podcast. Why? Well, first of all, I'm notorious for second-guessing myself, and even if I know I can do the easy math, I always pull out my calculator app, and 
add up whatever I'm attempting to add up in that moment because I've always been unsure of myself with numbers. I'm not sure if you can relate or not, but I know I've had many conversations with friends and family who feel the same way. And now that I've done a bit of digging and I introspect about my behaviors with money, my feeling towards money and my feeling towards math and numbers in general, I know that that insecurity about being wrong, about not being able to like add things up automatically comes from a very like deep-rooted memory and incident that happened when I was a kid. And it was kind of like when I first traced back to this, I almost kind of told myself that it was silly that that would leave as bad of a mark on me as it did, but it really has always influenced my mindset about my ability to be good with numbers in the first place. And that has obviously influenced other things like money. So yeah, the truth is calculating things in my head has never been a strength of mine. And I've never been confident in my ability to do math because nobody ever told me I could. That incident that I referred to just a few seconds ago was very disheartening. It was embarrassing and frightening. And it happened in second grade. And now I can attribute this to most of my insecurities about being generally confused about mathematical concepts. So in my second grade class, my retirement ready teacher was known as a hard ass for lack of a better term and had zero patience for a bunch of seven year olds. I still stand by the thought today that like she should not have been teaching a second grade class. But that's besides the point. Maybe I'm still a little bit salty. Her horrible attitude was really not a great match for my hesitant demeanor in class because I don't know, also maybe you can relate, but I hated in math class being that kid that constantly got called on because I never wanted to answer a question because I was always hesitant to be wrong. So I was always kind of like picked on or called on by teachers. And that always really irritated me because it was like, you know, I'm insecure about this and you know, I'm not confident about my answer. I don't know if it's like an old school mentality to like, nope, you got to try. You got to try in front of everyone. But it really did nothing but like turn me off to wanting to participate in situations or in classes where we were dealing with numbers. So one day this teacher paired me up with a friend of mine and we were supposed to work on an assignment. And all I remember is that it involved pennies. Um, that's how long ago this was. But just as we realized we couldn't figure out the problem we were trying to solve, she of course called on us for a solution. We were both embarrassed. We were both nervous because neither of us had an answer. And instead of maybe just like moving on to the next pair of kids, she got really frustrated, which was like, it's unsettling thinking about it now, knowing how young we were too. We were little kids. Called us idiots in front of the whole class and demanded that we put our heads down on our desks for the remainder of the lesson while everyone else got to participate and learn. So if you can imagine, I mean, this behavior would probably not be accepted 
today in schools. <laughs> and I'm not saying it doesn't happen behind closed doors either, but yeah, it was just um, a really like disheartening experience and obviously made me not want to participate even more. I will also admit, which I have admitted several times on this podcast, that I've always been pretty like disinterested in math, which I think has made it a bit harder for me in the first place. I mean, throw an essay at me, I'm like down to write it, but like math, science, you know, I could pass. What's interesting is that, but also probably predictable, I never became good at math, if you will. And I tried, I tried, I tried in high school, which probably also made it harder for me too, because I was trying at a time where like, I was trying to learn things and be better at things that I didn't know how to do because I didn't try at them when I was younger because I was so turned off to math. But I always passed, just passed math. It was always my lowest mark in school. And now that I've had time to reflect on these issues as an adult and as the host of a podcast about personal finance and financial literacy, which obviously has a lot to do with numbers and math at times, I know that it's okay to not be quote unquote good at math. And that sounds silly, but really, like I I know now that it's okay to not know all the answers. It's okay to be wrong. And I'm still learning every day, but I never had anyone to tell me that as a kid that it was okay. Maybe you never had anyone to tell you that it was okay to not be good at math or to be good at something. In one of the first episodes of Shmoney Radio, I interviewed Vanessa Vicaria. You may know her as the math guru. She actually is the owner of a boutique math and science tutoring studio in Toronto where they serve pie tea lattes and do these really fun like summer camps where kids can go and hang out and get help with what they're working on and do math and (laughs) it's fun. She told me in our conversation that She finds math is where a lot of people very early on in life get told that they can't do something. So what if we could change that? And how would that affect our confidence with money? If you've ever said that you hate math, if you've ever avoided doing a certain activity so that you didn't have to do math, or if you've ever said the words, I'm not a math person, I can totally relate, (laughs) and I've been there myself. But here is where the importance of positive self-talk comes in. What I've come to realize is, is that this is a very personal and independent decision to make. You know, talking to yourself nicely about things that maybe you've doubted you could actually do. Why call yourself stupid or why say you can't do math when you could say the opposite? It's really up to us to be kinder to ourselves and talk nicer to ourselves. That's where the unlock happens. 
I'm still working on changing the rhetoric around my ability to work with numbers. And I'd love to hear about what you're trying to be kinder to yourself about. If it's money, great. If it's not, that's great too. My inbox is always open. You can contact me through Shmoney's website, social media. If you'd like more episodes like this on the show, please leave a review or a rating. It really does mean the world. Thank you for tuning in as always. And I'll be back with another Hone Your Habits episode on Monday. See you then. This is Shmoney Radio. Is this thing on?